Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm excited to be here today, and I think there's a really, really important topic that everybody's afraid to touch right now, and that is the war on America. And did I just say that? Yeah, I I mean it. And I'm not talking about Biden's war on our Constitution. I'm not talking about the Democrats' war on the foundational principles of our country. What I'm talking about is the physical war on America. What? What? Did Ren just say that? Yeah, Ren just said that. Okay, so let me talk to you about this, right? So I look at the headlines today, and right at the top, I see on Liberty Daily, thanks and courtesy of J.D. Rucker, America under attack. Massive blaze in Pensacola marks ninth recycling plant fire in the first half of August alone. Right? First half of August alone. And uh, if you listen to these lunatics, you know, they talk about climate change, this, that, and other. And we've got all these fires everywhere. Uh, we've got the Canadian wildfires, which all have appeared to have been set. And now they claim, I want to stop here because they, everybody's claiming, oh, it's climate crazies that are doing this. It's climate crazy. I don't know about that. Now, bear with me here. We have the East Palestine train wreck. We have the train wrecks in Texas and uh, was it the Dakotas? I mean, train wrecks all over. We have industrial plants blowing up everywhere, uh, all over the country. We have now another uh, major, major recycling plant on fire. We have all these different things occurring. And we have Hawaii. Let me pose this question. We have a wide open southern border. We know that Chinese military-age men and Iranian military-age men have been streaming across our border with fake papers from Venezuela. We know that there are tons uh, of people that could very well be sleeper cells in this country. And we know that there is an open war, uh, whether it's kinetic or otherwise, with China and many other places, Russia. I mean, we got to keep screwing with Ukraine, right? It's not hard for military troops to get into this country from other countries. Uh, You can't have an open border while you're in an open war, right? So we've got all these military-aged troops from all these different places that are enemies of America streaming across our southern border, and they're all over. Now, let me take you back to 2001, September 11th. Immediately after this, one of the big things that we all talked about Soft targets, soft targets, soft targets. Do you remember soft targets, folks? For those of you not old enough to remember that, which is shocking to me that anybody is that young, but uh, for those of you that don't remember, after 2001, after September 11th, everybody was concerned about soft targets. How easy was it for a group of terrorists to, to steal some planes and fly them into some major buildings, right? At least if you still believe the narrative. Uh, what about the water treatment plants? What about the industrial factories? What about the power supply, the grid, the this, the that? These were things that we all talked about. What would happen if there were terrorists here that wanted to take out our grid? There's nothing we could do about it, right? Because it's not protected. 
What if the terrorists wanted to do this or wanted to do that? Well, we all talked about how big of a risk there was to America from that because there's no real protection, nothing we can do about it. Um, other than close our border and get rid of terrorists. But anyways, so it was a big, big topic of conversation. Now, fast forward to 2023, you've got a war with China. You've got a war with Russia. You've got a war with everybody. You've got a, a currency war. You've got a war in every way except for kinetic. But now it looks, I mean, how many things have to happen before we start saying, is this a kinetic war? Really? And I'm going to get to Hawaii in a second. But I mean, listen, our infrastructure is under attack. Our industrial base is under attack. Our foods, remember the food supply? Remember all the processing plants that have gone up? The airplanes that have crashed into food processing plants, everything else? How many things have to happen in this country before we start asking, is there a war on our country? How many coincidences are there before people start to say, listen, there's a war going on. We're being attacked. This looks like soft target attacks. And quit calling them eco-terrorists. Quit calling them this. This is much bigger than a bunch of climate loonies starting fires in Canada. This is much bigger than climate loonies, uh, you know, setting fire to recycling planters. This isn't climate loonies. It may be climate loonies, I guess, if you consider the World Economic Forum and CCP climate loonies. But the reality is, is that this is much bigger and much more coordinated. And I challenge anyone to show me the evidence that suggests it's not. Now, here's the deal. Now we look, as we're looking at all of this, we have to look over at uh, Hawaii, right? Land grab, is that what it is? I mean, you know, I've heard that the land grab in East Palestine is a land grab. I've heard that if you look at some recycling plants and uh, some waste disposal plants, that uh, are going to be built down there that, that, you know, there's some interesting money trails there. And here's a tip for all you news hounds out there. Ready? Ready? Our buddy, our buddy from uh, West Virginia, uh, West Virginia Senator. Oh, I'm having a brain fade. Um, oh, what is this guy's name? Uh Uh, Senator uh, from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I know that was exceedingly rough and unprofessional. But uh, Manchin, uh, take a look at some of the some of what he's doing down there. Take a look at some of the deals related to his waste disposal along the rivers down there. Um, take a look at some of the deals for waste disposal in and around East Palestine. There's some corruption going on there, folks. And I've heard rumors that the DOD is involved, which wouldn't surprise me. Anyways, uh, yeah, obviously, I would imagine Mike DeWine's involved. Uh, but the, I'll let you guys dig into that. Meanwhile, let's talk about this war in America some more, right? Let's war in America. Um, we look at Hawaii. What's happening in Hawaii? What's happening? Uh, we have the Lahina Maui fires, right? Lahina Maui fires. By the way, they're already trying to grab the land from, from we the people, right? You know, those Native Hawaiians, you know. Hey, Native Hawaiians, maybe you should quit voting for Democrats. Just saying. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but 
you know, they burned this down. And I'm looking over, and there's this Twitter. There's a wonderful thread on Twitter. It's called a uh, a safe place for rational thinking. A S P F R T. Um, and uh, they've got this thread here, and they go through a bunch of stuff. And I think it's really interesting when we look at this Maui fire. One of the que- before we get into this, let's talk about directed energy weapons because there's rumors about this being a directed energy weapon attack. There's supposedly a video of it, this, that, and other. I don't know. Here's what I can tell you about directed energy weapons. They are real, they're functional, and they work. They are a part of our military and many other militaries around the world. These are not conspiracy theory. The laser guns do exist. Um, We know that they're on the satellites. We know that they're out there. The idea that they don't exist is ridiculous. I can show you. I actually posted to... uh, someone's Twitter feed last night, a link to the GAO, Government Accounting Office, talking about how they funded these and how they work. And, you know, they've been out since 2016. So there are laser weapons. This is a real thing. If you're unaware of it, take a look. You can find it. It's out there. It's not, you know, it's not disputable. Um, And by the way, that's not, there's nothing speculatory about that. It's just, it's real. So these laser weapons and directed energy weapons exist. Did they were they used in Hawaii? That I can't prove. That I can't prove. But when I look at Hawaii, there's some really interesting things. Like for example, how is it that all these boats in the middle of the harbor caught on fire? How did these boats catch on fire? Why are boats surrounded by water in a harbor on fire? And they're not even close to each other, right? It's not like they're all sitting in one spot, all attached to a, uh, a single pier or something like that. No, no, no. I mean, you know, from the looks of it, these boats are all over the place and they burn. When we look at the, uh, the pictures of the fire, we see the, you know, the things like the lips and we see this and we see that. And uh, I think probably one of the most important things is the issue that uh, none of the celebrities' houses got burnt, you know, but uh, everybody else's did. Right, none of the billionaire houses got burned, but everybody else's got toasted. Now, why is that? Why is that? Why were the fire department? Why was the fire department apparently called off and told to go home? Why was? Uh, I mean, there's just so many things. Why is there a news blackout about what's happening? Why are they trying to block people? Why are they ho- covering up how many dead kids there are? Apparently, the kids got sent home from school, and they all died in their houses. They murdered these children, apparently. Um, I, yeah, folks, there's so many things that don't add up here. There's so many things that just, and you know, this sounds like the, the stuff of conspiracy theory, but we're living in a place that's just, uh, we're, we're at a point in time where we have to start asking these hard questions. I mean, can I show that this is happening? No, I can't, but are the weapons and is the weapon technology available to make it happen? Yes. Is it a little bit peculiar that the, none of the celebrity homes were destroyed, but all the regular people homes were destroyed? Yeah. Uh, is it peculiar that they're covering up how many dead kids there are? I mean, this whole thing is a nightmare. Yet the governor of Hawaii is already talking about grabbing that land, that prime development land. Shocker. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, serious uh, emotional outreach for the people who are dead. Um, you know, and don't worry though, Joe Biden's going to go over there. That'll help. I mean, he, you couldn't get him to go anywhere else, but he'll take a vacation to Hawaii so he can tell everybody how much he cares as he sends them a solid $700 to, uh, 
per person. Uh, although, you know, if you were a Ukrainian Nazi, you'd get billions. I mean, the, the Ukrainian Nazis get more billions while the people of America suffer. But, you know, this I want to stay focused on this soft target thing, you know, fires, things like this. Now, and by the way, so I was a fireman and fires are peculiar things. And I'll tell you that a lot of what you'd expect of a fire is not what happens. So I see stuff and I see things like, uh, hey, this burned and this didn't. That's proof. That's not proof. I will tell you that particularly in a high wind fire like this, um, it's unpredictable, folks. And sometimes a fire will will work its way around things. And some things that you'd expect to be burnt will be fine. Other things that you wouldn't expect to be burnt are toast. Uh, you know, there, there's that. But I, at some level, though, you do have to ask questions. Like I said, the boat's in the middle of the harbor. You know, could a few of them have caught fire? Could some fire blown out into the harbor? Uh, you know, ashes, this, that, or the other that caught a few of them on fire? Absolutely. But boats are generally made of fiberglass, not wood. And, uh, you know, for, for that many to be burned and based on the pictures with them out in the harbor, I think it's a bit of a stretch to think that many burned unless they burned from the docks and then floated out into the harbor. Uh, you know, that's the only thing I can say about that. But that still doesn't explain to me why it is that the, uh, the celebrities' houses were all fine and uh, the people's houses are toast. I mean, I look at this city and it looks like a bomb went off. You know, there's pictures of the city. It's very sad. It's very sad. Uh, for those of you watching, you know, let me share this, uh, this screenshot. Um, this is, uh, this is a, it's from Twitter and this is a, a screenshot of the, uh, the fires. Uh, well, it seems like we're having a little bit of a, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Um, you see here, this is the city, and if you scroll down, there's the boats burning. Uh, this is the city before and after. Um, that's that's after. Uh, this is what it looked like before. So you have a thriving city, and what you're seeing, for those of you listening, uh, you should subscribe to uh, the uh, Tom Wren's local channel or my Substack, and you can listen and see this whole show. But um, what you're seeing is uh, pictures of before and after here. I mean, this place was toasted. It was absolutely destroyed. And yeah, it just seems a bit much to me, right? It just seems a bit much that this went this badly uh, by coincidence, yet all the celebrity homes are just fine. I don't know, folks, I don't know. Um, but I think it's time for a national discussion. It's time to start asking, are we under attack? Is this turning to a kinetic war? Are there terror cells in the United States? Are they destroying, uh, you know, I, I mean, they're not even really terror. These are just military cells. We know that the military age people are streaming across from these countries that are enemies of ours. And, you know, who's to say? You know, who's to say what's going on? And do you really think that Joe Biden, whose open border policy caused this, is going to allow his corrupt FBI to tell you if this is actually from the military-age Iranian and Chinese men that he's allowed across the border? Do you really think that that's not going to get covered up? Folks, I want to pose to you this. 
I am of the belief that what's occurring in this country and what's been occurring for the last couple of years is that we are under physical attack. I think we're under physical attack. I think that the Biden administration, a lot of politicians know it. I think that these attacks are being caused by terrorist groups that are tied to either the Chinese, Iranian, or other foreign militaries. And I think that this is something that is well known within certain circles. I think that it's being covered up because for the FBI or anyone to actually properly investigate or admit what's going on, you would find out that uh, this was 100% a result of Biden's open border policy, which he doesn't want to change because that's his secret path to trying to steal more elections. Folks, I think we're under a war. I think we are under attack. I think our country's being attacked. And I think Joe Biden's covering it up. When I go to the people who are investigating these things, when I try and find out who was behind you know, this, this barn fire that killed thousands and thousands of cows or this... Uh, you know, industrial explosion. I keep running into dead ends and I keep running into firemen or policemen who are local and say, you know, they just told us don't ask any more questions. Why? Why, folks? And why is it that I've been able to dig this out, but no one else is? I think it's time for some real investigations. I think we need to find out, are we at war? Are we being attacked by enemies? And are we just covering it up? Is Joe Biden's FBI, is the DOD, are they covering it up? These are tough questions, but they're worth asking. How many more coincidences need to occur in this country before we start saying, how about some answers? Because this didn't happen when Trump was president. We'll be right back. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. 
Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, boy, you know, we go from America at war to America at war, right? Uh, you know, we're under attack, uh, it appears. And, you know, I, I would love for someone to challenge me on that. I would love to hear why I'm wrong or what's going on with that. But I, I just I just don't see it. You know, it keeps getting worse, not better. So, you know, that's a bit of a mess. Um, meanwhile, uh, you know, we've got Trump at war as well. And we see, you know, more indictments, more nonsense with that. And, you know, I think one of the things that's interesting that occurred so as an attorney, you know, I work with a lot of people on the legal side and I do a lot of different things. And I look at how that impacts what I do. And I spend a lot of time trying to ensure that I continue to fight against bad guys, but I don't really have a lot of interest in fighting against good guys, right? The nature of a uh, political campaign is one where you're inherently going to have a certain amount of fighting against good guys. Um, because not everybody that's running is bad. We've got a couple candidates that are good. Uh, but you also have a number of candidates that are trying to be good, and they're varying degrees of good, and you've got this and that and other, and you've got people who may or may not be bad who are fighting with each other. You know, um, I don't like DeSantis running for president, but I don't hate DeSantis. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm backing Trump, but I also, I like Bobby Kennedy. There's a lot of that stuff that happens, right? Um, so when we look at this though, I, you know, one of the things that you have to understand is there's a world of difference between what I do as a commentator and what you do if you're a lawyer representing a party, particularly, uh, you know, if you're a political lawyer. Enter Jenna Ellis, right, you know, who represented Trump, who got raised up, who became a name because of Trump, and then who decided to back DeSantis. Now, I don't have any issue with her backing DeSantis. I mean, if you like DeSantis, that's fine. I like Trump, and I'm not going to apologize for that. But, 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 when you make these decisions, there are consequences, right? Um, you know, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, you, you've been with Trump, he raised you up, he made you a name, and then you decide to jump ship and go to DeSantis, and that's fine. But, you know, now Jenna Ellis gets, gets indicted with this, uh, with this Trump, and it's a garbage case, folks. I mean, the RICO case is absolute trash in my mind. I don't think that this is in good faith in any way, shape, or form. I think this fanny woman is a crook. Uh, I, I just don't like her. Um, but, you know, Jenna had decided to back DeSantis. Well, not surprisingly, Trump's not going to pay her legal defense bill, at least not out of his pack. And why would he? And so this is a headline today, how Trump boots Jenna Ellis from legal defense pack after backing DeSantis. Well, how is that a surprise? I mean, I would just expect that, right? 
I mean, if I if I uh, decided to campaign against this guy, why would I expect him to pay my legal defense fund? No, I mean, now, I don't, you know, I mean, there's been some question about uh, loyalty in the past, but, you know, as many snakes have been around Trump, you know, it's real easy to judge Trump as not being, uh, you know, a loyal guy on this, but I don't think that's at all the case. I think he's been, and here, let me offer you this as a way of evidence. Like, if you talk to the people that work for the Trump organization, they universally talk about Donald Trump as being a good guy. One of the things that's really interesting is that, you know, Donald Trump takes the time to shake hands and know the names of all the people that work with him, with him even, even the people at the bottom. That's a well-known thing, right? So I don't know the Donald, um, and I don't know the intricacies of his work, but that's a very, very well-known thing. And in fact, uh, you know, Eric Trump, his son, who's managing the, the empire at the moment, you know, is known for being the same way. He's running around all over the country, shaking hands and talking to people and saying, how are you doing? What's going on? And he's a very hands-on manager of a huge organization. So, you know, Donald's that way. So, you know, the idea that he's not friendly or loyal or willing to work with the people who are friendly, loyal, or working for him, I, I don't know that I believe that. That's nonsense to me. You know, the Donald has shown a lot of loyalty to the people who've remained loyal to him. Uh, you know, I mean, it just, but the problem is, though, is that she wasn't. Jenna Ellis wasn't loyal. She decided to jump ship and back a different guy. And, uh, you know, she's made some nasty little things, uh, statements here and there about Donald. And, you know, now it's, it's like people are surprised that he doesn't want to pay her legal bills. Well, she's campaigning against him. Why would she do that? You know, ask DeSantis to pay your legal bills. No, I understand that her, her work was for Donald Trump, and I understand that she'd like to think that, you know, in supporting him, that he'd support her. But, you know, I mean, listen, uh, you got to make decisions. And when you make a decision to jump ship, well, that's just what happens, right? Now, you know, I understand there's a lot of pressure for Jen Ellis to, to jump ship. I mean, everybody's telling her, you know, Trump can't win. He's going to go to jail, this, that, and other. But, you know, at some point, our country is in such a disastrous situation that jump and ship because it seems politically expedient. I don't know. I just, I can't get behind that. I cannot get behind that. I understand what she did. Not trying to badmouth her or the Donald. Um, I don't actually know Jenna Ellis either and don't really care. I mean, you know, most of these lawyers, once they get involved with something like that, they get a little bit big for their britches. Uh, that's, a, that's a common trait for us lawyer types. We have a very strong tendency to, uh, uh, I don't know, fall victim to our own egos. I think it's just part of the lawyer thing. Uh, but anyway, so that's happening, right? Um, in related news, we have the News and Observer. And uh, I get a boot out of this one. This is an opinion piece. It's a like pig pen from peanuts. Criminal charges cloud Trump. Had enough yet, GOP voters? And so you've got this, uh, uh, you know, this, well, I use air quotes, uh, Nicole Russell as a journalist. Uh, he's saying, you know, Trump is now facing 91 criminal charges in four separate cases. How many will it take for Republican voters to say enough is enough? Well, that was always the plan, wasn't it? Just keep indicting him until the Republican voters say enough is enough. 
just keep going, right? Doesn't matter whether any of the indictments have any merit. Doesn't matter whether there's any truth to any of it. We don't stand for what's right. We want us to sell out because we're just tired of fighting. That's what they want, folks. And this whole article are the uh, same stuff. A Georgia grand jury indicted Trump and 18 of his friends on charges related to 2020 election. And uh, you know, it's a RICO case. And they're accusing Trump of conspi- knowingly conspiring with others. Uh, they're grave and serious and legal system and voters uh, should be you know, very concerned. It's, oh my gosh. Here's the one I like. I love this. I love this. Ready? It's hard to even imagine most presidents doing anything to merit this level of criminal accusations and remaining popular at all, let alone a current front runner for the GOP nomination. I know that this is hard for Nicole to wrap her head around, Nicole, the author of this article. But here's the reality. He's the front runner because all of these are garbage. Everybody sees it's a two-tier justice system, and everybody's just going, is, you know, these are American people who are actually willing to stand behind someone. And this is where Jenna Ellis got in trouble. She didn't show loyalty, right? Now, you don't have to show loyalty if someone's wrong, if you've got a good faith reason to do it. But, you know, this just seems like she jumped ship. And, you know, even if she jumped ship, did she not believe in what she was doing? I mean, you know, now she's ripping the guy that she, you know, so ardently supported. It just looks like she didn't believe in what she was doing. Now, uh, this jur- journalist, I say with air quotes, says, while it's possible that President Joe Biden has weaponized federal law enforcement against Trump, his allies allege there's no way every charge is fabricated or exaggerated. There is truth in many. Georgia's Secretary of State and Governor are both Republicans who, well, I don't know that I would call either of them uh, Republicans, and, you know, they, they are absolutely as corrupt as can be. But, yeah, here's the thing. This whole article, uh, as you go through it, you know, just this Nicole cannot, and uh, uh, let's see, she is a writer and mother who covers law, politics, and cultural issues for the Washington Examiner, Daily Signal, Atlantic, New York Post. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, she's just, I don't know, just some just some random uh, person who I you know I don't know whether she's a leftist or a DeSantis or what she never Trumper, but anyway, she just can't seem to understand why it is uh, that that the voters just won't won't dump him. A person who used uh, to claim he could make America great again is constantly making it worse, and the voters are still standing by him aren't helping. So. I mean, she's just upset as hell about this. Do Trump voters believe with all these criminal charges that Trump will skip back into office and focus on the job at hand? There's a cloud of doom hanging over Trump now, following him like a personal dust cloud that used to follow Pigpen around the peanuts, except it's uh, not remotely clever. It's sad. I mean, Nicole cannot understand why it is that we the people aren't abandoning Donald Trump, why it is that we the people are supporting him. Because, Nicole, sometimes there are things worth fighting for. And I don't know whether Nicole is a leftist buffoon or a never-Trumper or a sellout. But here's the thing. 
Donald Trump is, be, is being attacked by a weaponized justice system. This is a critical issue to Americans. Americans do not want an, a partial justice system. We demand that our justice system remain impartial and that no one be above the law. We sit and look at Hunter Biden sm uh, sniffing crack off a of hooker's butts. We look at Joe Biden taking bribes. We look at the most egregious crimes in American history by a sitting president, and nothing's being done. Meanwhile, we look at accusations that wouldn't even hold up in a kangaroo court against Donald Trump, yet they keep being given credence. The people see what's happening, Nicole. The people see this. And they're standing by Donald Trump because they know there are things worth fighting for. This country is worth fighting for. Our nation is worth fighting for. Fighting against corruption is a necessary thing for all of us. And I hate to break it to you, Nicole, but I don't care if you write for the Washington Examiner, the New York Times, or uh, the Pope himself, uh, who, that's actually an insult at this point. Um, but the reality is, we don't care how much you dislike Donald Trump. We hate corruption. We, the people, hate corruption. We like people who stand against corruption. And the American people always manage to be the guy who's getting screwed by the system. Think about that. Think about that. How corrupt has our system become that a billionaire former president can legitimately make the case and truly make the case that he's being attacked by an unfair justice system? I mean, this is unbelievable. Now you don't see you don't see RICO charges against Joe Biden, right? You, I mean, Joe Biden who, listen, we can show conspiracy with all sorts of foreign people and all sorts of this and all sorts of, I mean, we can show treason, arguably. I mean, there there could be a good faith case made for treason, in my opinion, against Joe Biden. I am of that opinion. How about that? Did I just say that? Yeah, I did. Um, seditious conspiracy insurrection? Well, let's look at Nancy Pelosi's involvement in J6. Was Mitch McConnell aware? I mean, have you guys seen the J6 stuff? Have you seen the new interviews from Tucker Carlson? Have you seen some of this stuff out there? But we all want to go after Trump for these fake charges. And they don't. these leftists cannot understand why it is that the voters are still backing Trump by a huge margin. Why is it that every indictment is just another, uh, well, I guess, boost for Trump? They thought, sure, if they did enough of these, they would get them. This one in Georgia was supposed to be the real big one, right? This was supposed to be the big, oh, now we got him. You know, Jack Smith, yeah, he's corrupt. Uh, the, the Braggs, yeah, he's corrupt. But this one, this is the big one. This is Rico, right? Uh, this will get him. Um, yeah, because clearly it's Rico for a bunch of people to talk about having a meeting, right? Uh, yeah, hey, we need to have everybody meet at this building. Oh, that's clearly a violation of RICO. Um, folks, and then, you, like I said, tie this back in with Jen Ellis. When a guy is being attacked from every direction like Trump, and the attacks are manifestly unjust, and just strongly appear to be the result of an egregious level of corruption, people don't like it. 
And when the people who are supposed to be fighting for him and backing him walk away and stab him in the back, which is what Jen Ellis kind of did, well, they don't like it, right? The, Jen Ellis is not going to be well-liked amongst Trump anyone, right? I mean, that's just the way that it is. And, you know, for guys like me, you know, when, when we were starting and we were coming into the 2024 election cycle, which apparently started 2021, uh, you know, I had a lot of issues with Trump and his COVID this and his COVID that. And I still do not love his COVID, right? Uh, he still hasn't properly spoke out about these death shots, and there's some issues there. But, but here's the deal. I don't have to love Donald Trump on every issue to end up supporting him. Now, is health freedom the number one issue of our day? I would say probably. But we aren't going to have any freedom if we don't get rid of this corruption in D.C. And we cannot have a two-tiered justice system. The Democrats and the corruption have forced me, even though I don't love Trump on the COVID issue, to be the most ardent Trump supporter on the planet. Trump's got my backing, period. It's just that simple. Uh, while I still don't love him on the COVID issue and would tell him that to his face as quick as I would uh, tell him that I support him on other things, uh, I and you know I hope to someday get to make that argument for him because I still think that he's been misled on it. But uh, at the same time, I got to tell you, folks, I I can't back anybody else. I, I wouldn't even consider backing anybody else because. If the deep state hates him that bad, if there's going to be this kind of corruption, we have to take that fight on. We have to stand behind the Donald. And that's just where it is right now, right? It's just where it is. Plus, I got, I'm going to be honest. I'm also of the belief that even if the Donald doesn't see it right now, once he starts cleaning house, if he gets back in there and starts cleaning house, I think you're going to see him, uh, you know, he's going to find out where a lot of this corruption was. I'm pretty sure he'll get where he needs to be. I got a lot of faith in that. I'm hearing all sorts of good things from, from inside and insiders. So anyways, go Trump. God bless you. I support what you're doing. I hope you keep fighting and uh, yeah, Godspeed. We'll be right back. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. 
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the Stack O Stuff segment. Lots of stuff in the stack today. Um, and, you know, in a lot of ways, this almost seems like a, uh, a stack entirely dedicated to the church. But we have a couple non-church-related things, right? But we're going to start with some church things. Uh, Archbishop Vignano suggests that a cardinal has proved Francis's election was corrupt and his pontificate null. So the archbishop, who is a wonderful man, who's been fighting for freedom and fighting for actual uh, Catholicism, and has been, you know, quite uh, outspoken about the corruption in the church, has claimed that, uh, you know, there's a cardinal out there who's got uh, got the goods on this, right? Uh, the election of the pope was fraudulent, according to this guy. Uh, they, they didn't follow the rules. It wasn't based on uh, the movement of God, but rather the movement of man and a group of political cardinals making deals and this, that, and other. Well, that's not exactly a surprise to anybody. I mean, I don't think anybody believes that, but uh, it's still a major, major mission from the church. Now, it's interesting to me because, yeah, as a Catholic uh, yeah, and a lawyer, I look at this thing through kind of these, uh, I don't know, uh, through beer goggles? I don't know. Uh, it makes me need beer goggles, I'll tell you that. Uh, when we do something like an election of the Pope, this is supposed to come to the cardinal, uh, cardinals uh, through God, right? This is supposed to be a pure thing. It's supposed to be something that's not corrupted by the hand of man or anything else. Enter our current Pope, who, I mean, the guy is an absolute leftist lunatic. There is nothing about this guy that reflects the Catholic Church. And, uh, he, you know, I mean, he's out there promoting Marxism and communism and climate this and climate that. And, I mean, the guy is a, a, an absolute disaster as a pope. Unless you're a member of the World Economic Forum or the CCP, then you probably like him a lot. And speaking of the World Economic Forum, yeah, who who are the, the main leaders, the people behind that? I mean, you know, you start with Klaus Schwab and Harari, but you look at who's actually enabling them to do this, and people like the British monarchy, uh, you know, are very much involved in this. Well, we there's a lot in this story about uh, the British monarchy having uh, put their thumb on the scale to try and make this happen, and about a lot of the politics that occurred around the election of the Pope. And, it, you know, when it's all said and done, the question is, was there anything legitimate about this? And I frankly don't know that there was. I just don't know that there was. Um, and it would make a lot of sense. It's hard to imagine that God would put his hand on someone who is going to be so corrupt. Right. I mean, my church is broken. They actually shut down communion during COVID. So, you know, my church out one side of its mouth tells us that it's the, the communion is the literal body and blood of Christ and that it's a miracle. But out the other side of its mouth says, yeah, but that miracle is not strong enough to overcome COVID. Uh, which one do you believe, guys? Which one is it? 
So, you know, this is a really interesting thing. And, and like I said, the Archbishop is a incredibly, incredibly, uh, just, a, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who's challenged his integrity in any way, shape, or way. The guy is just rocks out. So for him to say this is a huge deal. Um, and, but it's one of those things where the, the, you know, for the church, all the church people will feign shock. Oh my God, can you believe that there was an accusation of corruption in the election of the vote? Of course I can believe that. What do you mean? Well, you, you can't believe it. Do you, does anybody really think that our church is that pure? The Christ aspects of our church are pure. The foundation of our church was pure, but the people running it are a bunch of crooks. We're full of child molesters and perverts. The church has been infiltrated by the corrupt people from for centuries. Now, is it, is it a surprise that there'd be corrupt people doing corrupt things with Christ's church? Well, they're trying. Only reason it still stands is because of Christ. So anyways, I, I just, uh, really an important and, uh, I don't know. Just shocking thing. I, I'm going to move into some other things before I get back to some inter, some more church stuff. Uh, headline in Issues and Insights. Is this the most asinine sentence ever written about climate change? Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. Some, some leftist activist judge in Montana who should probably be disbarred, uh, let alone uh, you know, sitting on a bench, has decided that uh, you can have a lawsuit uh, over global warming because they say you have a const fundamental constitutional right to clean and healthful environment, which includes climate as part of the environmental support system. Um, so court judge Kathy Seeley in Montana, who's an idiot, just recognized a fundamental constitutional right that the federal courts have not recognized. I'm guessing maybe she actually found it under state law. Maybe Montana has something really stupid in their state constitution because there is no fundamental constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment under the federal constitution. There's not even close to one. It's not even sort of there. And I don't think that any credible jurist on the planet would argue it exists. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but, you know, this this woman just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just, uh, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Uh, the Montana AG said that it's stupid. Everybody says it's stupid. It is stupid. I mean, you want to know why people stand behind Trump and think that there's issues with the justice system? because of this. I mean, this is just, uh, this is beyond the scope and, and the idea that there's some sort of a fundamental constitutional right to a, a clean environment or something. That's just, which, which uh, part of the constitution did you find that one under, Judge? Oh, you didn't. I, just, I, I got dumber when I read this. Um, every now and then I, I find myself getting stupider when I read the, the opinions of educated people. Uh, oh, God. All right. <laughs> okay, so when you go to uh, www.them.us, you'll get a pop-up, folks. And I don't expect anyone listening to this has been there, but and I don't encourage you to go there because it's horrific. 
But uh, the pop-up says them, the best of what's queer. Doesn't that sound great, folks? I know we all want to go to them.us right now to look at the best of what's queer. But uh, if you're up for a laugh, it's there. And on this website is a headline. Right-wing trolls are outraged at Skittles pro-trans pride packaging. And uh, there's a whole article about how right-wing trolls are upset about Skittles packaging, right? Now, for those of you that are subscribed to TomRens.com or to my uh, locals, TomRens.locals.com or my substack, TomRens.substack.com, uh, take a look. Here are pictures of Skittles' new pride packaging. For those of you listening on the America Out Loud radio network, uh, what you're seeing are pictures of Skittles uh, that have rainbows and trans and uh, just pride. It just looks just like they're puking pride everywhere. It is the most obscene thing I've ever seen. I really don't know what to say about it. Um, I, I literally, I, I, I lost eight IQ points when I read this. Um, it almost seemed like it was meant to be funny, but you know, uh, I guess it's not, I guess them.us, uh, actually, they, I think these people take themselves seriously. I think they actually believe what they're saying. Can you imagine believing what you'd say if you're this dumb? Can you imagine that? I can't fathom it, folks. I don't know. This year alone, conservatives have attacked brands like Kellogg's, Hershey's, and Butt Light for their woke agendas, which usually consist of releasing pride-themed products and working with queer celebrities. Their latest target is none other than Skittles, who had the audacity to release limited-edition pride packs in collaboration with Glad. Yes, Yes, uh, Abby Montiel, who I can't tell whether you're a boy or a girl or somewhere in between. Yes, Abby, um, we are not excited about these pack the packaging here that is marketed towards children. And I can assure you, I will no longer be purchasing any Skittles. Okay. Headline, Daily Mail. Fury as Harvard encourages students to apply for food stamps from government despite $53 billion endowment. That's right, folks. Harvard, who has a $53 billion endowment and charges an obscene amount for its students to go there, uh, has suggested that uh, just, just apply for food stamps. Um, you know, just apply for food stamps because, uh, you know, we can't afford to give you any sort of uh, discount on tuition or a livable wage if you're, you're working for the school. Um, we don't have enough money for that. Uh, so uh, grad students were reminded uh, that they could fuel their bodies and stock their pantries by using government assistance to pay for groceries. Did you know that grad students may qualify to receive assistance paying for food and groceries? Read a flyer for the event. Well, how about Harvard pay their grad students who are working there a reasonable wage? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know what to say about this. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, I mean, this is this is what liberals do, right? I mean. 
we, the people, should pay tax, higher taxes so we can pay for their grad students so they can keep their $53 billion because they need it. Uh, folks, uh, I don't even know what to say. I look, the, the world is a steaming pile of poo. All right. Um, Harbinger's Daily. We've got two of these. I've never heard of these guys until today. But headline, apostate incursion. Pastor says she felt God's presence while aborting her two children. Folks, I want you to think about that. There is literally a pastor or someone who claims to be a pastor. It's not a pastor. It's a female pastor who is also a Planned Parenthood advisor, delivered a sermon in which she said she felt God's presence when she aborted two pregnancies and blasted evangelicals for their toxic theology. This woman literally calls herself a pastor, went up and said that she felt God's presence when she was murdering babies. Um, she is apparently Presbyterian. I don't know. Uh, it, it says that that's not mainstream theology for Presbyterian church. I don't know. I, you know. I don't know a whole lot about it. But what I do know is I don't care what you are. That's not Christian. Um, even, even, not even in the ballpark, right? Uh, this psychopath, uh, what's this? Let's see if I got this woman's name in here. Um, I don't see her name in the story, which is too bad. I'd love everybody to know uh, who the Planned Parenthood pastor psychopath is that uh, tried to claim that God liked it when she was murdering babies. Uh, I mean, I don't know, folks. Can you imagine that? I'd walked out of that church in a heart. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know if I'd ever walked into a church like that. Uh, all right. Uh, in headline, another one, Harbinger Daily, intended to deceive and distract. What stance should Christians be taking on UFOs? I thought this was a good stack of stuff story, folks. Okay, so have you heard all this? I like watching the discovery shows about the aliens and the this and the that. And, uh, I, I get a boot out of it. Um, I think that there's ghosts and aliens and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't even care. It's just fun to watch. It's like it's telling it's like telling a ghost story for me, right? Um, yeah, I've seen one and I'm an evidence guy. So show me some evidence. And, you know, I watch these shows and I always like, I get a boot out of it because they present all this uh, air quotes evidence about uh, aliens or ghosts or monsters or, and, and it's always the same sort of nonsense. And uh, almost none of the evidence is actually evidence in any legitimate sense of the term. Um, but, you know, I get a boot out of it. I mean, uh, you listen to the ghost guys. Uh, oh my gosh, I feel a cold spot. Of course, they don't have a you know, thermometer available to check it. Or, oh my gosh, I'm I'm sure something just pushed me. Uh, sure, sure you are. But you know, whatever. I get a boot out of it, right? It's like a ghost story. It's like sitting around a campfire and and watching a ghost story. Um, but here's the deal. So this, you know, they, I don't know why this has Christians up in up in arms. Okay, I mean, but it does. It, you know, it's a, you know, what should we think about UFOs? And this is like some sort of a big deal. I don't care if there's, I, so I am absolutely Christian. I don't care if there's aliens. God made a big universe. If he wanted to make aliens, he made aliens. I mean, he can make as many aliens as he want. What, that, that changes anything? That doesn't change anything for me. I don't care if there's aliens. I still, God's still God. Jesus is still Jesus, right? I mean, 
for all I know, God, uh, you know, had plans for other places and other civilizations. I don't know. Why would I limit God? You know, God told us what he wants us to know through the Bible. And so that's what I follow. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that nowhere in the Bible would God say, hey, I created a whole universe and uh, I'm not going to allow any life except for humans on earth. I didn't, I missed that segment. I mean, I missed that passage. You know, if there's other life out there, there's other life. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. It's a huge universe. Why wouldn't there be? You know, that's not to say that I know that there is. I, I don't have any evidence. But I don't have any evidence that there isn't. So, you know, it's like uh, the Earth's flat because it looked flat to me. Well, that's not evidence. That's just, you know, uh, well, it's flat, but it's big. Of course it looks flat. You know, so anyways, I just think that's an interesting thing. And uh, interesting stack of stuff type story. It's not exactly hard hitting news, but it's something that I always, I always find curious that, uh, you know, Christians uh, have largely been viewed as, uh, oh my gosh, there can't be aliens. Well, I don't know. God can make anything he wants to make, you know? So that's that. Um, all right. Uh, last but not least, and I'm not going to get into this in any great detail today. But, uh, you know, I've been kicking around what I want to do with this because it can't, it's been out for a, a bit. You know, forget the past. FDA claims it never warned against ivermectin for COVID. That's an absolute lie. FDA is a bunch of liars and crooks. Um, you know, I mean, these guys are just scum. They're absolute scum. They're absolute trash. They're absolute corrupt. And that's the way that it is. So, I, uh, you know, I am not in any way, shape, or form uh, willing to forget about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or anything else that they're doing. And I'm not okay with what's happening. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, folks. This is this is corruption at its finest. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, we've, we've got to do what we got to do on this. So uh, I think that we need some more lawsuits on this FDA stuff. I think that these guys need to be held accountable and they need to be, I think they should be prosecuted. You want to talk about a RICO charge instead of Trump? How about the FDA? All right, share this show. Support us at TomRens.com. We do need some help, folks. We do need your support, so please support us. Support our Give, Send, Go at Renz Law. We'll be right. We'll be back very soon.